Welcome to Ponderland, where today, on the 10th of October 2023, I am reflecting on the last three or four days that have potentially been world-changing. Growing up as a Catholic in Northern Ireland, one of the prayers that you religiously had to learn, pardon the pun, was the Hail Mary. Hail Mary, full of grace. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with you. Blessed art thou amongst women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. What on earth would that Mary from the New Testament think? about what happened in Israel on Saturday and Sunday. What would she think about what is happening in Gaza today? I actually wasn't going to do an episode of the podcast on this subject. I was going to avoid it because it is so easy to avoid it. Having witnessed social media over the last three or four days and watched how polarised this has become, there are some people who are just... They are so entrenched in, yes, this is a great victory for Palestine, go Palestine, and they're out on the streets in the west and the east, all over the place uh, with their flags. There are other people who are like, I stand with Israel. And it's just, it's so binary. It's either you're with one or the other. Let me try and be clear right from the offset where I am. I have no more love for Israel than I do for Palestine. I have no more love for Palestine than I do for Israel. I have no more love for the people of Israel than I do for the people of Palestine. And I have no more love for the people of Palestine than I do for the people of Israel. I respect life. I believe and wish everyone respected life. There are compelling stories and narratives as to who should be the protagonist and who should be the antagonist in the Israel-Palestine story. It's, it's never simple. It's never... John Hume, a brilliant politician from Northern Ireland, once said that the only reason 
you were a Catholic or you were a Protestant in this place, Northern Ireland. Remember, I'm from Northern Ireland, okay, so I often bring these things back to that context and apologies if that seems crass in this instance. But John, John Hume, you know, he caught it on the nose when he said it was an accident of birth. You know, the only reason I am a Northern Ireland Catholic is because of an accident of birth, and therefore that accident of birth translates to my children. National identity is something that has or is created over time, and people buy into it. And, and, and you know what? I, I was talking to my son earlier tonight and trying to trying to talk to him about this just to see where he was on this issue and stuff, you know, and um, we talked a little bit about national identity and how great it could be in terms of sport, in terms of culture, in terms of this, that and the other, um, but also how dangerous it can be when it comes to people telling you who you have to hate because they're the, they're the others. Uh, this happened a lot in, in Northern Ireland. Thankfully, I didn't have that many people ever telling me something like that. I certainly didn't get any of that from my parents. So nobody was ever saying to me, you know, you need to hate these people because they hate you. But it, it was happening all over the place. On, on And this is the trite part on both sides. And I'm doing our quotes, but this isn't on video. So you can't see me doing those. What Hamas did on, on Saturday is unforgivable. It's it's unjustifiable. It's unforgivable. Is it is it for to, to forgive is for those who were affected by it, who were impacted by it. It's it's not for me to to forgive, but it's it's unjustifiable. I'm just going. To, I'm just going. While I may have and and probably yet I actually do have a lot of sympathy with the Palestinian people because of the way things are in that part of the world. And I, I apologize if that sounds wishy-washy, so I should really try and use better language, but I do have a lot of sympathy for the Palestinian people. I think they have a bad lot. I think the people in Gaza have an especially bad lot. The people in Gaza effectively live in an open-air prison, and the prison guards are the Israeli security forces or the Israeli defense forces. Not the Israeli people, by the way, sorry. And and yes, some people, some Israeli people will want to be associated with that comment and some not. Uh, I'm not generalizing here, nor should we ever generalize. We have seen how generalization of a people, of a race, of a religion can lead to absolutely dire consequences. We should Never forget that the Jewish people have been one of, if not the most persecuted people in history. You know, tell me I'm wrong. But we should not then divert our attention or our eyes from other persecutions that may be ongoing in the world today and and do you know something this this really i know i was on a train i thought it was something there i've, I've maybe lost it at this point but do you know what i'm just going to keep going uh there's been peace in in northern ireland now for 25 years or thereabouts 
the conflict in, in Northern Ireland, the troubles, as we call them, doing the air quotes again, by the way, just, you know, no, you can't see me doing the air quotes, the troubles. They began in around 1968 and they were resolved or resolved up to a point in 1998 with the Good Friday Agreement. And thank God for that, because you know something? While I managed to escape the most of its horror, I certainly was impacted to a degree, you know, I knew people who, who were murdered, I, not many, but does, do you need to know many people who are murdered? No, you don't. You don't really want to ever know anybody who is. I'll tell you that. Some people today are still debating that conflict, and I think that conflict will be debated, debated for quite some time. Sinn Féin, who are the political, or were the political representatives of the IRA. The IRA have gone away, by the way, as far as I know. We haven't seen them in quite some time, thank God. They were our Hamas, I guess. Um, they did things that were completely horrific. They were tarif terrifying. The fact that they were designated terrorists is because the acts they committed were terrifying. They absolutely were terrifying. Some of the acts that the IRA carried out were horrific. That was not a military campaign. They weren't, you know, going after the British state. Uh, they were going after, they were going after the British state, but they were doing it in a way that, that was, uh, you know, act of terror after act of terror, often on civilians, in order to try and gain leverage with the British government. None of what they did that I have ever seen could I justify Ever. I could not with a straight face. I, I, I don't know how you can take a human life to advance a cause, any cause. You know, I, I just don't know how you can do it. I, I really don't. Um, But, you know, the Sinn Féin is still... Sinn Féin actually has become an extraordinarily popular party since the IRA disbanded. They wouldn't have been very popular at all when the IRA existed. And the IRA themselves weren't very popular. They had they had support in the same way that Hamas has support. They had support, but they, they weren't. They they wouldn't have been. They wouldn't have had. They wouldn't have had a, a ground swell of support from within their community. Not at all. Not 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 uh, because of the things that they did. It was horrible. It was horrifying. It was terrifying. That's that's not to say the British didn't do some terrible things too. And uh, you know. Some people will lambast me for this if I don't equate the two. And this is where I think part of the problem lies with the current situation with Israel and Gaza as well. Israel, and and no doubt Israel has not been a great neighbour to Gaza. They have not been a great neighbour to Palestine. And this is, when I say Israel, I, I'm referring to the Israeli government, whatever their administration happens to be at the time, I'm not talking about Israeli people. I know that Israeli people and Palestinian people, you know, they are great people. In fact, I know more, I know more Israeli people than I do Palestinian people. Um, any Israeli that I know, I have found to be nothing but the most pleasant people. It's 
a bit like you know, I'm sure when people heard about Northern Ireland or when they came to Northern Ireland, they were maybe possibly afraid to meet somebody from Northern Ireland and or maybe they were afraid to meet a specific one side of the other, maybe they were afraid to meet a Protestant, maybe afraid to meet a Catholic, I don't know. But most people who come to Northern Ireland tell you no matter who they find, find them to be extremely friendly. And and that's mostly what I find with people I meet, no matter where they come from in the world, they we are we are good. We're good more than we're bad. I believe that we're all good more than we're bad, no matter what flag we walk behind, no matter which anthem we sing, no matter which sports team we follow. I think I was getting to the bit where the Sinn Féin, who have become popular now, ever since the disbandment of the IRA, they were asked, or they are always asked, they'll always be asked, I, I actually wish they wouldn't be because of the same, you know, what are they supposed to say? But they're always asked, was the was the IRA campaign justified? You know, the, the taking of all those lives. And Sinn Féin can't say no. They can't say no, it wasn't justified. Everybody else can say it. I can say it. We can all say it. We can say it wasn't justified. You can't justify the taking of human life. But because they're so intrinsically linked, they can't say it. So what they say or what their leader in the North recently said was there was no alternative. Now, this has been, this has been debated at length since she said that. There was no alternative. Joe Brawley, a famous Gaelic footballer, I referenced his, his podcast on my last episode of this podcast. He, when talking about the no alternative comment, he said, probably wasn't, or, and, and I'm paraphrasing here, so please, I'm not, uh, I'm not quoting verbatim. I don't think he said that it was, I don't think he agreed 100% that, was, that there was no alternative. But certainly because of the conditions that existed, he thought it was an inevitability. So maybe this is a form of words. Maybe it, maybe it all means the same thing. Maybe, you know, maybe I don't know. Uh, there probably was an inevitability about the troubles in Northern Ireland because for 50-odd years before they started, you had a Protestant Unionist majority who kept a Catholic nationalist minority in their place, really told, you know, treated them as second-class citizens, told them what they could or they couldn't do, told them where they could or couldn't go, treated them less than they treated each other. And that then led inexorably towards the civil rights movement, and the civil rights movement inexorably led to friction that friction you know the the unionist protestant majority started to get really spooked these catholics they, they want their rights they want their rights what if they get them what does that mean for us what does this mean for our home will we have to share our home with them no 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 they're lesser than us they're not even as human as us they're just catholics they and you know things come out they start to then they start to then use terminology that demeans 
the other side as people. And one of the things they pointed towards was the population numbers were growing on the Catholic side. They breed like rabbits. So we were rabbits then, you know, so it was, so, but when you're dealing with rabbits or vermin, it's easier to put them down. And it was depressing in the aftermath. Not surprising, but it was depressing to see one of the Israeli ministers talk about Hamas. Sorry, no, because it would have been okay to talk about Hamas as animals because it's certainly, and even then, and you know, this is this is insulting to animals if you're comparing them to what Hamas did to, to some of the people in Israel. But he compared the Palestinians to, what was it, beastly humans or human animals or whatever it was. But again, then that, that just puts that image in your head and in your mind, which means that you can then go and start carpet bombing Gaza because, you know what, we're just, we're just getting rid of the rats. We're just getting the rats out of the house. I'm not going to profess to know what it feels like to be an Israeli after the events of the weekend. I know that I've contacted Israelis that I know, and I, I have said to them that they're in my prayers and in my thoughts. But the Palestinian people are also in my prayers and my thoughts, and the Israeli people, you know, do you know what? We are all people. This is, this is, this is what winds me up at times, is that we can't, strip everything back to the base that we are all people we all would have came from a very very small group of people once upon a time we are all the same people we're all the exact same species there were different species of human once upon a time the neanderthals are gone the denisovans are gone homo nulati's gone there's another one that I'm missing, but it doesn't matter because we are homo sapien. Every single one of us. And that's a bit that kind of, that's a bit that gets me. We can be so brutal. And once we become that brutal, whether it's face to face killing a teenage boy or girl at a peace concert, whether it's going into a home and killing an elderly woman, her children and their children, some of which are babies. If it gets to that point, we're doing that up close and personal. But is that even any worse than sending a drone into a built-up area and dropping a payload and killing tens of thousands of people or hundreds of people, whatever it happens to be. What about even just going back to the Second World War that somebody thought it was a great idea, let's end the war by dropping two nukes on two Japanese cities and wiping out, like, was that targeted? Was that targeted at at, at, at Japanese military positions? Was it heck? No, it was not. We really, I I saw somebody put a comment on once the full horror became apparent of what Hamas had done in Israel. And somebody said, right, that's it. If anyone of a people can do that, then none of them should exist. Nuke them now. I think that was a tweet. And again, I'm paraphrasing. 
But do you know something? That then, if that should be the fate of the Palestinians, then that should be the fate of us all. Because we are not that different. It all depends on the circumstances. Where we are or where we're put or what we face. What we have the ability to do. We have the ability as a race. Because we are only one race on this planet. That's all we've left. I don't know what happened to the rest of them. Were we involved? Not sure. There's debate about that. We could have been the ones that actually wiped out the Neanderthals. Because guess what? We're just that brutal. Maybe the same thing happened to Homo Naledi. Maybe it happened to the Denisovans. We just don't know. All we know is we're the only ones who are left. But. Surely. Because we have proven. In the past that we are capable of such magnificently brilliant acts of love. And. We are capable of the most unspeakable acts of hate. But who do we want to be? And we have the ability to choose. I hope that what I've said in this episode is balanced and not just for the sake of being balanced but balanced because the whole thing is nuanced. There is no one side or the other in this. There really isn't. There are now at least a thousand deaths in Israel and a thousand deaths in Palestine and Gaza since, and and, and those deaths have occurred in, in less than a week. And every one of those deaths creates a hole in someone's life. Every one of those deaths causes grief. And, and some of you listening to this may not even know that many people who have died or maybe the people who you do know who have died haven't been as close to you. Um, maybe everybody who is close to you is still alive and close to you. Grief is an, grief is an enormous burden. Grief is just... When you lose somebody who is so close to you, who matters so much to you, it causes pain the likes of which is so hard to describe. And there are so many Israeli and Palestinian people tonight, as I record this on the 10th of October, 2023, who are in so much pain. And we should not wish to inflict more of that on anyone. We honestly need to talk to all of our elected representatives, no matter where you are in the world, because we need, we need a world in which we can all thrive peacefully. We need a world in which we recognise that we're all the same. And by that I mean we're all the same species, we're the same race. Science tells that it's, there is nothing that differentiates us in terms of race. The only thing we differentiate ourselves on is national identity and then we look for other things in order to other people. So that's where we get blacks, 
Irish, Catholic, Protestant, Jew, Arab. It's not on. We need to, we need to, we need to fix it. And maybe we're all going to say, am I going to fix it? Can't fix this on my own. No, you can't. We all have to fix it. We have to talk to people. We have to get everybody to have this conversation. We have to, we have to start talking to people about how we fix it. I'm going to leave it there. See ya. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode of Ponderland. I sincerely hope you enjoyed it. To contact the show, you can send us an email, hello at ponderland.life. You can also follow us on Twitter at ponderlandlife. The podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and most other places where you consume your podcasts. Thank you.